Welcome to the Come Up, Top of Your Game. My name is Mike, and I'm here with Carmen. Uh, we both got about three decades in the financial industry, but this program is not only about business and finance, we also are about lifestyle, and uh, we have a lifestyle segment today. Uh, we're going to be offering advice, resources, and best practices. And uh, so, Carmen, uh, what we got today? Well, good morning, Michael. Thank you for joining us all today. Today we have our special guest on our Children Speak Out and Parents Listen Day. Um, today we have Calvin Mann. He's the president and founder of EMIY Incorporation and Good Father Only. The E stands for encourage, the, e, the M stands for me, and the I is I'm young. Mm -hmm. So Calvin, can you just briefly give us a little introduction of yourself and then we'll move on. We also have Kristen May with us. And so after Calvin briefly introduced herself, we're going to have Miss Kristen talk a little bit. Kristen Good. is a mindfulness coach, a YouTube creator. Her challenge is, uh, I mean, her channel is May Love Light. Um, Kristen's been on our podcast before, How to Stay. She did meditation and mindfulness with us once back when we first started our out. Our first returning guest. And then she we, was our second returning guest. By popular demand. Yes. We got her back. She yes. stayed how, she, um, the last one was how to stay positive and productive with mindfulness and meditation. So Calvin, we're going to have you introduce yourself and Kristen can briefly. Welcome to both of you. Well, welcome you guys. Join well, us. ladies first. Oh, Kristen, you. you got the table. Hey, so Strawberry is not gone, y'all. No, it is not. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, thank you for having me back. Excited to be here. I'm really excited to um, have this conversation. And you know how passionate I am about working with youth. Yes. Yeah. Love working with the, the youth. And it's been difficult during this pandemic, but it's really surprising how great you can build connection through um, virtual spaces. That's so, good. And yeah. you've been doing a lot of virtual spaces. A whole spaces. lot. I've been doing a lot. <laughs> yes. I'm going to add that to my resume. Yes. Isn't it amazing how we didn't know this virtual was going to take over? Yeah. But you managed to maneuver your way in, and now it's just a part of your everyday life. That's so, true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Well, Calvin, you're next. <laughs> well, you know, uh, as you said, I'm the president and founder of Encourage Me. I'm young. We, this is our 15th year. Our theme this year is family. Um, we have built a very successful mentoring program for boys 8 to 14. And this year we uh, intend to expand from boys to 4 to 17 for our Future Leaders Elite. And then our Boy Steps 3 to 7. Um, just, you know, uh, serving leadership, teaching it because we need more of that. Uh, and kids need too. And so we have to figure out a way to continue to create healthy young boys to become healthy men, healthy husbands, and healthy fathers. So that's our programming. Our awareness is uh, our Emmy National Respect Day. Uh, we're partnering with the class agency uh, to help prevent opioid crisis, which is impacting black mm -hmm. males also uh, mm -hmm. severely in Wayne County, as well as um, males, period. Um, and um, our smash suicide campaign we do billboards, bringing attention. We reach out to the community, business people, business partners to contribute. You can put your logo and add to it. And it's important that uh, we put these billboards up because 
we don't realize boys 5 to 11 are number one in suicide. Okay. What was the name of that um, initiative again for the Billboard Smash? Smash Suicide, yeah. Okay. We, uh, we smash suicide with our work with encouragement the whole night. That's how we do it. Well, we're going to be talking about all that today. So first, I just want to dig in. I know you're an author. You also have a podcast show. Yes, ma'am. And so, so we just want to talk about the programs that you offer at your foundation and what, you know, age group and just tell us a little bit more about what you're doing for the young man. Well, you know, today we launch our Emmy Future Leaders uh, program, um, our mentoring program. We teach First, the boys, a number of things, especially about their bodies. We teach our young men about how to be, get them in better shape. They learn to do push-ups. Um, they do community service, um, financial literacy. Um, our boys are learning uh, servant leadership at the highest level, so they have to do community service. And we're getting ready to pilot in, teaching them uh, language, Arabic language. And our whole point is to make sure that our young men are real rounded and healthy, right? And so uh, empathy is a strong part of what we teach them. Um, we're always uh, pulling out the emotion and inserting better words. We understand that that's a huge thing with our young men is that they don't have enough words. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, as a matter of fact, the average a black household doesn't expound before a kid is five, 30,000 words, where in some communities, kids get one million to three million words before they hit the age of five and six. So it's another piece to literacy uh, that we add. Our boys get 1.5 reading hours in our program. We have five contact hours with our mentees, and they're constantly learning, right? Uh, we use dads to do the mentoring. Okay. So we train fathers to be mentors. and. What's uh, significant about that is uh, Dr. Warren Farrell wrote a book called Boy Crisis and a number of books prior to about males and their involvement and it takes 12 mentors to equal one father. And the important piece is that culturally, if you look around culturally, everyone still includes the father. Yeah. Um, now, you mentioned your program is just for boys. Are you considering, I know we just... We're talking about it, not recording, but are you considering adding girls to your program? Our, our, they're in our awarenesses. Girls, okay. we partner with girls and girl age in our awarenesses. But for the most part, our work is with boys okay. and men. And uh, the, the main reason why is that there are, again, there are thousands and thousands of girls' agencies uh, versus boys' agencies. There's not enough work in the male department. Mm -hmm. across the board um, yeah you might have some old throwback boys clubs and you might have a number of fraternities and things like that but for the most part boys uh, even uh, boy scouts and don't take the word invaded but boy scouts was invaded and now it's called scouts mm -hmm. right? and we've taken away from the, the male and you can't have those extremes because when you create extremes then what you're activating uh, is some bad things, right? Because you see males act out differently and men are very strong. And so we have to be conscious of teaching healthy masculinity and that's part of what we do in our mentoring program so young men can be better leaders. Okay. Um, before I ask my next question, do you or Mike want to put, you guys have anything to share to what Calvin said so far? Well, I have a question. I do. Okay, go ahead. Um, so 
Kevin, Mr. Kevin. Um, <laughs> all right. It, you made a statement about removing the emotion and using more words. I want to kind of pick at that some more. Like, is this in the space of building empathy, or can you elaborate more on what you meant by removing emotion with the young men and replacing more words? Because I have an idea in my head, but I just want to make sure I'm on the same page. So, in, in other words, a lot of times, anger is the only word I know. Mm. Right? Sometimes it's... it's uh, um, hate you hear I hate you right mm. right and we allow these words to flow and what happens is if we don't have enough words right and words are definition of the words and concept of the words change how we interact um, in 2010 we grabbed 350 boys on the east side of Detroit uh, we didn't have one fight the number one rule was we removed the n-word you could not use the N-word and be in the facility or the gym. Today, that's still our number one rule mm -hmm. in our mentoring program. Why? Because if you can't use that word, which is a poorly taught word, you have to use other words. So using positive word, yes. building yourself up by yes. using positive word. Yes. Okay. That's why it's called encourage me, I'm young, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we use that to engage. Then each kid gets his words for his age group. So he has a sheet of words he's supposed to know for his age group or his class or whatever his grade is. Yeah. And they have to go through them words during this 14 weeks. Okay. And so we give that to the parent to make sure that they're working together, creating an environment. Okay, so it's, it's like something, so I'm going to uh, let you speak. I, I just want to know, how did you get started in, in this uh, mission? Well, you know, it started uh, in 2004 where I started laying shirts with kids getting killed. When I came, I was I was coaching basketball at Ferndale High School, and I came to coach at a middle school in, in the middle school because my son was going into the middle school. So as a dad, mm -hmm. let me focus, you know, get my son, and I always participate where my children are. So my son, and so I was coaching middle school basketball. But I noticed right away, coming out of the basketball environment, you know, thousands of kids were being killed and murdered. As a matter of fact, um, for the African-American child, uh, boy and girl, homicides, one to four, mm. the age one to four is number two. Wow. Right? And so when you see that, I started laying shirts where kids were getting killed, uh, bringing hope to the families. Uh, I did that for since up to 2018 when my niece was murdered, mm -hmm. uh, getting off a bus uh, by the old Cooley High, and they labeled my niece as uh, Jane Doe. We didn't know, mm -hmm. and she was listed as Jane Doe. But mm -hmm. in that process, uh, 630 bodies, right? And so the, the contradiction is um, certain people do things for money. God moved on me and turned that vision into a purpose. And, and that, and I just was concerned about what was happening to children. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I opened my mouth and I say this: you better be careful about what you ask God, because I said, "Use me." And when I opened my mouth and asked God to use me, suddenly, affirmations came into my life. Nothing else mattered. I had to get to a place where um, I had balance mm -hmm. because I was going so hard that you know i couldn't see but he was sending you the people the resources yeah. the opportunities and, and, the money he was sending you things was sending, to, to build and, you and, up. And, to, and to be honest it was the people mm 
Mm. Right? It was the people. We, we didn't get here because of traditional funding. We didn't make it to 15 years of the traditional funding. Mm -hmm. They're not, uh, I don't, they're not traditionally giving yeah. to boys, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Organizations, yeah. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Man-led. Yes. They're not traditionally giving to those organizations. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just, for the life of me, I kept going and put money in. And then our brand, our T-shirts, was being seen everywhere, so we were selling them out of the trunk, mm -hmm. and that helped us sustain, mm -hmm. right? So our brand kept growing and helping us sustain. And when we looked up, uh, 2015 was the first time we ever even received any kind of money. That's, that's and we had already impacted so many lives. Mm -hmm. So the money that we were getting and asking and requesting and mm -hmm. the different people from the community we were able to build 15 years of work, right? And so then uh, my team improved, my board improved, I got more information. And uh, it was in 2011 when I really started reading more and more and more and really taking in the information. You have a lot of young boys in your program that don't have parents. And how do, I mean, you sound like this is a parent structure thing with young men and their parents. But how about those young boys that don't have parents and they want to get into your programs? What young boys that I don't mean, have at least one parent? There's, and, and there's there kids, be, there's there kids out here be, that don't have parents, though. We, when we do, there's a grandparent. Okay. Or there's an uncle. Right? They're all parenting. Parenting is a village. And so in that process... What every young man comes to us, that's our work, mm -hmm. right? And it's their work to come in and get some tools. That's why we have a 98% parental involvement. You don't get to drop your kid off at our program and take off. So our program isn't for everybody because everybody, one, can't afford it. Two, it, everybody thinks if it's free, that it's them, the whole nine. It takes work to make change. And that's what we do in 14 weeks. And you're, you have to be committed in our program. That's, that's the key. Okay, okay. So um, I know you're, um, you're offering, you're saying that your program is structured around man. And, but my thing is, while you're teaching these kids the language, the structure of life, are you teaching them also how to speak up and speak out and tell us someone is abusing them or if, when they're in trouble, like I'm gonna move suicide section, but like when they're in trouble, they feel troubled, like maybe commit suicide, they're depressed. Are they speaking out and talking to someone and getting help for it or? Yes, and the parents speak out as well. When they hear the signs, we are partnered with CNS Healthcare. Okay. So any situation uh, that we come across that has anything to do with mental health. We also have Dr. Euro Hill on, on our team and Dr. Chandra Carr. So we do a lot of referrals uh, in that area because that's not our area. Some areas is and some areas aren't. But for the most part, we leave that door open for the young men to come talk and speak and, and all of that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it, you know, it's been distressing. Um, because it touches a lot of families. But um, I know of three people last week whose son committed suicide. Uh, two of them are nationally known, including uh, Regina King. Her son 
who was um, just starting out in the music industry, seemed to have it all. Um, my good friend, attorney Johnny Hawkins, they call him the warrior lawyer, his son uh, also, uh, they just had his um, memorial. Uh, he was also a, um, uh, an up-and-coming producer in the music industry. Mm. And it was so similar. And then a third call that I got this past week. Um, our young African-American men, our teenagers, our, our preteens, our adult sons, are committing suicide at a dramatic rate right now. There's a lot of depression going on out there. What have you, um, how have you responded to that with your organization? So we had to bring awareness because boys 5 to 11 were number one. So we had to raise the awareness. Mm -hmm. But it, here's, here's the component, right? Here's the thing in my mind, in my opinion, in 36 years, right? Both men and women have neglected the value of fatherhood. 63% of all suicides come from fatherless homes. So the syndrome of the single household, right, has produced some of these results as well. The lack, men walking away, men not having the tools to be in a relationship, men not growing up knowing how to be in a relationship there's no balance with men and women within the African-American culture. When you look at the number of um, uh, the success, so when we get into the success of the single household, right, um, as a community, 30% success is not good for children. That means, what I mean by that, if 70% is one way, what's the total outcome for our children? We have to do better. We are in a position to do better. And doing better means we have to use better words toward each other. I literally um, had the same question to a, uh, a friend. And, 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 and the process is, is words, deeds, and actions have to line up. Something is happening to our children at birth. When you look at the birthing of uh, children, right? When a child comes into this world, most children hear two voices. We used to be able to speak to the stomach of our children and say what they're going to be. This was an African thing that we did, right? There was present was a man and a woman. Something is happening to our children at so, birth. So it starts from early on and just builds through life. Yes, something uh, is happening and to it, our children. It's so complicated because yes. and that's why we, we cannot just think that we're going to fix it on our own right. we do need to get help right uh, because we can't even we don't even recognize or see right the, the danger i agree with you but here's another thing right uh the miscarriages what do they call that when the woman is miscarrying uh losing the baby at birth we have a very high level in this city right wayne state did a uh, research right and so you go through the research when a father is present at the time of the birth, that doesn't occur. They just came on television uh, earlier this year and said they saved 18 babies. How? Wow. You just said that the suicide effect is from a single household? Are you? I mean, maybe I'm misunderstanding you. Let me explain it again. Yes. 63% of all suicides come from fatherless homes. 
Okay, so my if question it's, if it's if it's a fatherless home, what is a fatherless home? I mean, you can you could be married and still have a fatherless home. So that's, that's a, what I'm trying to relate this question. Don't don't get it where it's your experience or someone else's experience. I'm specifically taking it statistic wise. Mm -hmm. Even even from um, the the process of uh, infant mortality. When the father's involved with infant mortality, the child lives. That's statistically known. Mm -hmm. That's another quality that a father brings to the table. When a child has his father from birth to nine, the child lives longer. That's another quality that a father brings to the table. When we are constantly producing the narrative of a man versus woman, we have been split into two economies. His economy and her economy. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy for the children. So therefore, where are our children? If the home is split, where are our children? So our, our suicide age group is jumping. I mean, it used to be 10 to 24. Now it's 10 to 34. I mean, our young man, and not even, I, I mean, older guy. I just got a call yesterday. A friend was sharing me that a 59-year-old committed suicide probably about a year and a half ago. We had a friend of ours that committed suicide. And these are grown men that has um, spouses and stuff. So something beside that birth and that infertility and all that is affecting our society where men feel if they're failing, the only option out of it is to kill themselves. That's not the only reason. Biochemical is another yes. reason. Yes, another imbalanced thing. Alcohol is another reason. Uh, loss of income is another reason, right? Being able to be choose, but there are many, many images that are happening to our youth and our people that expose us, that shows us many ways of taking our own life. Yeah, we're in a crisis. You're in a crisis. Yeah, we're in a crisis a right now. Because so many, th there are so many factors now that are influencing our young men. And it's like, uh, it's what a, a challenging situation to attempt to get a hold of. Because right now, it's so bad that these um, things are happening on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And then how do we go back now and, and, and try to stop or fix this? It's, it's, it's really challenging. So for us, we were at uh, an ACES conference, right? Mm -hmm. ACES is Adverse Childhood Experience. I was saying to my wife and to many people, it's not so much up here. It's where is it starting at? So this is why we targeted the 8 to 14, because this is where it's built. So this is where you build, mm. right? And so at this ACES conference, they said, right? Uh, the, the, the thing they said was the most unprotected age group was 7 to 13. She was over there. I was at another table. She turned around and looked at me. I said, mm. it, it's, it's at the beginning that we build successful children. This is not personal. This is not uh, man versus woman. This is not me saying. It is at the beginning that we must improve culturally. Yes. Right? At the, at the, at the inception of the seed, from the, first, from the man who is the seed carrier, we have to honor what God has said. I am the seed carrier. You are the one who will birth the seed. We have to have respect for both. Society have said 
your process is more important than my process. And what is happening is, is that those processes, is, DNA is real. I'm not a doctor, but I read an extremely a lot. Mm -hmm. Three, four o'clock in the morning. I'm always examining what is happening. Mm -hmm. And when I get, when you get into these things, you hear and you see, and if we're paying attention, we need more healthy fathers to help healthy homes so we can come together as partners, not me dominant over you. We have to be able to compromise and come together. But more importantly, your relationship with God. And before I put, um, you look like you. Yeah, um, thank you for that, Kevin. So something that was coming up is um, just thinking about, is because you're doing so much work with the youth, but also it's just, the society that the youth is going out into, like how how are you training them to be able to see themselves wholly? Because when you see things reflected in a way that kind of like almost gaslights, just like makes you question the things that are you're being told, like how do you make sure that they are grounded in um, in that so that they don't revert back? Because it's hard when you start seeing like, but out in the world. It looks like it's this way, even though we're being taught this other thing. Well, we're intentional about the, the 14 weeks. Mm -hmm. We're very intentional about our work. Um, it's very intense. Mm -hmm. um, um, they know, one, everybody knows, like, I'm just, just serious about this process. Mm -hmm. Teaching accountability is one thing, mm -hmm. right? Making sure they understand what this leadership piece is about, right? Because any, I can walk into any room as a leader. I don't walk in a room as a different person or somebody like this or some. I walk in a room as a leader, yeah. and because of that, I, same thing I teach them: be prepared for your opportunities. So, what is that process like? So, our boys can navigate the boys, one to three other boys within their circle, spe specifically how they carry themselves. Mm -hmm. So, great examples, um, a number of examples on the college campus right now from boys that come through our program, a number of examples of young men in high school, just a number of examples in teaching leadership. We, sometimes, we teach the struggle first, and that's all I learn. But if I'm teaching you words and leadership and guidance and empathy, I can carry some of that and I can bring the struggle in, right, and I can, I can shape and cultivate and become what I need to become mm -hmm. to make that difference. That's just what we do. You know, there is so much that you do, and uh, as I'm looking through here, and and it's like like we don't even have enough time on the podcast to do it. Um, uh, oh, um, but um, so you know, I I'm sitting here thinking, and this is where you know our children speaking out and our parents listening is very important because that helped build the relationship. And I'm thinking back to what you're saying about the suicidal and stuff. We never know any, okay, it's four of us sitting right here, and we never know if any of us had a thought of suicide and if we're gonna react on it. So we can't stop the person, but like you said, whatever information we build into them. So my thing is, how do you teach your young boys to take responsibility when they do something and, and like an action, 
you know, what is it that you guys do to help them to accept the responsibility and let them know it's okay to fail. You can pick up and move on. Don't get frustrated and, you know, think about doing hurting yourself. But it's okay if you lose that job today. You can find another one. You just have to be, you know, have faith and trust God. And, you know, what is it that you're teaching your young man that you feel your group of young men is, you know, strong enough to, you know, move on in life and never encounter any of these your, your team your team right and I, I stress that because that's why we use fathers mm -hmm. fathers have a different language when a child is born father brain doesn't kick in until the child is actually born we're not having that conversation with mom so the fatherhood brain when everybody's asking why this man is all over the place one is fear two is I don't know anything but three is fatherhood brain doesn't kick in until the child is actually born right with these kids by having these other fathers fathers have a discernment that you don't you see fathers have a discernment oh i've seen this before you can't act like that mothers have a nurturing discernment when it's time to hug sometimes kids get too much of that right and sometimes all we want to do the kid to do is love me our job is to prepare them for the world. That's what God said, right? God said that when you leave your home, your parents, you cleave to, that's what God said. Yeah, because we grow. So we grow. You... And so in that process for our young men, right, that 14 weeks, that's what we're doing. We're growing them. Okay. I like right? the fact that um, obviously there's a strong spiritual basis uh, that you start from. Because um, they, they, the kids have to have hope. Yeah. You know, yes. and, and what's happening is obviously they're hopeless right now. The kids are hopeless. There's, they're there's looking. A lack of positive reinforcement. They're looking. And for, like you said, for a variety of reasons, like no lack of income, jobs, and things it's like that. It's a huge that. imbalance. Yeah. Right? Cut the TV yes. on. You're a man. Yes. Cut the TV on. Mm -hmm. Watch a movie. What you going to see? Yeah. You're a man. Cut the TV on. Cut a, watch a Netflix. You're a man. And then we don't even, uh, we haven't even touched on things like racism and the effect that this society has on disrespecting and minimizing and discounting black men. That but is you got major. Two, you got, now you have two, three other oppressors in that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> right? It's not yes. just, it's not yes. just racism. Racism right. is not alone. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Now you have, you have nepotism. You have, yes. you have a, a economic yes. racism. You have, uh, there are a number of things that you are faced with as a, let's say a black male, but a male period across the board. There are 800 million suicides mm. in the world on average mm. every year. Wow. 800 million. Wow. 800 million. Okay. Wow. Amazing. Uh, Majority of them are males. Mm. Statistics show God is still sending males more than females. More males are born than females. But in our community and maybe in the general society, more women are being hired to work, not black men. Well, again, that and takes it, you back to your yes. your conversation of it's racism. It's also right? interrelated. In the strategic plan, yes. but it also is reaping what you sow. Yes. We as men failed our society. Mm. That's black men, white men, Asian men. It doesn't matter. We were uh, 
very, very, we're the creators of racism and hate and mm. destruction and rape and mm. murder, right? We the ones. Wow. Right? So for us as men, mm -hmm. this is why you have to come to the table. This is why we need more men doing more mentoring. This is why I recruit more fathers so we can do more, so we can teach them to be healthy men so we don't have to rape and we don't have to murder and we don't have to do these things. And they see images for which we are in charge of. How do you feel about this daunting effort? It's like a tidal wave coming at you. What gives you the strength to fight? Because this, this can make you give up. This is so big, it can challenge and make you say, oh, you know what, this is too much for me. What is keeping you going each day? Because these are some really big challenges. And you're a parent, so um, we're going to be wrapping up in about five minutes, but you're a parent, so answer that question for Mike, because there is challenging. Mike, no one ever asked that. Mm. Wow. 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 No one ever asked me mm. that. Fifteen years of work. Uh, no one. Mm -hmm. It's emotional. But one, I saw as a 20-year-old that we had to change. Two, I'm not asking. When I got involved with coaching, I wasn't asking. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking this society. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Either you contribute or you don't. This is my burden to wow. carry. Amen. Wow. Yeah, that's... Oh, wow. I see it differently. Mm. Many see bags. I see results. Mm -hmm. For me, that is my victory. Mm -hmm. That is what God has put in my life. People look at me, don't know me, mm -hmm. judge me, mm -hmm. say you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But then I cut on the TV and it's a Big Ten championship game. And I see Raheem Anderson the second, and I see Kayvon Merriweather on opposite teams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Or I look up, and there's a 16-year-old. We're getting ready to put on the cover of Inventor Magazine. Mm -hmm. For me, when I look out, and I see Travis Wilder with his family, and I see Leonard Harden mm -hmm. with his family, and Amir Hermes, with his family. For me. So you're a dad not only to your kids, but to other kids. Man, that was very touching, very emotional. But um, we're going to go around the table. I just need you guys to share two, got some tissue, two tips for, um, we'll just share two tips for our parents so they can learn how to listen to their kids and our children to speak out. That was deep. That was very deep. So we'll start with you, Kristen. Do you have two tips that, or I can start with myself because you're giving me a look. So parents, <laughs> parents this show today was Children Speak Out, Parents Listen. My two tips for our parents is first, Spend some time with your kids. Put that um, iPhone, that iPad, that computer away. Have dinner with your kids for 30 minutes and listen to them speaking out to you. Let you know, ask them questions, probe them about their school day, find out what's going on inside so we can stop 
the thoughts that goes on in their head or not even help them and encourage them and motivate them to do something else. And even if you have a child at home that's thinking about suicide, you'll never find out unless you dig deeper. So that's my two tips. Dig deeper and listen to your child. Put away that laptop, that iPad, the computer, and spend 30 minutes at dinner talking to your child. Um, I'll go. Kristen? I'll go. I'm ready. I'm not giving you a look. Um, <laughs> so something that often comes up is a, a parent kind of feels like, you know, I'm trying these things and like my child and can, can you help them? And I'm, I always, I was like, one of the biggest things that a parent can do is be the example. Like if you are doing that work yourself, your child sees that. They pick up on it. Even though if you have a teenager and they're like, uh, I don't care what, what you're doing, they still are watching. Um, and we can't help it. When we're young, we look up to our parents and it's very impactful that parent is setting that example. And then also, just like, to, like when you have something that's difficult that's happening, don't walk away. Show them in the moment. And it, like, this is how, like right now I'm really upset and I need a moment to cool off. And like, let them know what's happening in that moment instead of them thinking, my parents get mad, they disappear into a room and that's how we resolve conflict. Yes. Like that's not healthy. Yes, it's so not. it's like you need to bring that forward so that your kid can see that and then talk through it with your kid when they are getting upset as well. Just yeah. so you can build that vocabulary of how you express your emotions. Yes. We're going to make you, um, Calvin's going to go last. Michael? Um, uh, number one, um, talk to your kids, have an extended conversation. As you know, uh, you know, I have a 20-year-old, and I regret over the years that I did not have extended conversations with him. And it caused problems to this day because I felt like being busy doing all the stuff that I do, I thought that was impressing him, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, I never sat down and had an extended conversation with him until COVID struck. That was too late. I should have had that those ongoing conversations. And I'm talking about a 20, 30-minute conversation where I can have a real conversation and I can go back and forth and I can hear what he has to say. Mm. So that was number one. Have conversations with your kids, extended conversations. Don't, don't let them get away with, how was how school today? Fine. No, it's got to be much deeper than that. Much deeper than one-word answers. Number two is I should have been doing things with him uh, that he likes, not that I like. Um, I should have been maybe watch a Marvel. He likes watching Marvel movies. I, you know, I should have sat down and watched something with him or tried to play one of the video games that he plays. You know, he's much sharper at it than me. I probably would have. He probably would have took it, the, the control away from me. But at least. <laughs> he would see that I was interested in what he was doing. I regret to this day not doing those two things. And I honestly, I paid a price for it. And boy, we're going to thank our guests. Um, yes. Calvin, are you ready to share two? Of course. Okay. So one, for you, is never too late. Um, I'm, and I'm so glad because there are some people that... The three people that I mentioned at the top of the show, yeah. it's too late for them. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's you, not too late for me. It's not too late for you, you and him. And you can, the very thing that you just said, you can still do. 
right? Um, yes. Right, and um, that's uh, time is you know, one of the first quotes that he gave me was, "Time is all we have to yes. change what we are." Yes. You're only given a certain amount of time. Yes. Just even in that dying by suicide. You had a lot of time, 26 years, I think, Regina King said, mm. right? To yes, understand and learn, years. To pers- right? Mm. Um, uh, a baby in, 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 in so many eyes, right? Um, my number one thing is time, right? Uh, give them time. Uh, you said a half hour, I say an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say an hour, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> a half hour, like you said, at dinner is good, but it it extends from there, all right? And in an hour, and the, my other thing is laughter, crack jokes. Yes, crack jokes and enjoy <laughs> your children. They want every times. day. They want good times. They good want good things, times yes. every day. I when I didn't think um, when I didn't think when I was when I was going through the divorce and my kids was. Everything was against me, mm. um, and I re- I remember my sons pulling up, and I'm watching. Right, it was only I said I know what to change this, right. So first it was me, mm. mm-hmm. then it was praying and fasting. Mm-hmm. When I put that prayer and fast on their head, God brought them right mm. to the foot of my bed, and they have not left. Wow. And every day, mm-hmm. even today, we going to laugh because that's the one thing I want them to have. Laughter has a way of healing the insides mm-hmm. of, our, of our most uh, depressing moments and times. Here's a joke. Uh, here's a moment. Uh, yeah, I know I look funny. <laughs> right uh, here's a picture you know my kids they go to the extreme right Bec- but we're laughing and spending that time and we're spending that time we're talking about food we're talking about what you put in your body right because you know I tell them I don't put a lot well dad you still big but I don't put no sugar in this body <laughs> so there ain't a whole lot of sugar in here I might be big it might be chicken right <laughs> it ain't a whole bunch of sugar so you ain't you ain't gonna see me on no medicine I ain't no no high blood pressure pills or nothing, right? So we crack jokes and we laugh, and those are the two things that they get. They get time and laughter, wow. mm. and those are the two things I think everyone That's should beautiful. give their kids. Wow. That is beautiful. Well, we're going to wrap up, and first we're going to have Calvin tell us how, if parents are interested in his program and want to reach out and join his program with your child, Calvin, please tell them. How Emmy, can reach you? Emmyworld.com. E-M-I-Y world.com. Building a more encouraging world. If you go to Emmyworld.com, you will see everything. You will see our plans. You will see our 10-city plan. You will see everything that we're about. And you can contact us from there. And Kristen, if anyone wants to watch your May Love Light channel and... Yeah. Just... Yeah, so if you want to go out to YouTube, type in May Love Light. It's all one word. You can find um, some episodes there. There is videos on mindfulness and guided meditations that I have posted there. You can also follow me on Instagram, and you can message me that way to contact me as well. And Mike, do you have any last word before Yeah, uh, you know, we usually 
um, say something about how important uh, an interview was. Yes. Uh, this one, I got to say, was the most impactful. I wrote my notes here. The most important. Yes, it was. Uh, the most spiritual. Yes. Of, of our podcast. Yes. Um, uh, I Now I see why God chose you for what you're doing. Um, you are the <laughs> right man for this. Um, and uh, um, I, I would I, I would like to get involved with your organization. Yes. And last but least, yes. I'm going to wrap it up by saying, always follow your heart where God lead you, and that is exactly what you did, Calvin. God is amazing, and I just want to say, without him, nothing is possible because he laid this on my heart to bring this topic to the table for our 12th episode. Mm -hmm. And I really think this is going to be successful. And thank you for being our first guest with us. And we really appreciate you taking your time out to come out. And thank you for being here. Us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Calvin. Thank you, Kristen, thank you, Kristen again. Thank you, Kristen, for coming for back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you all for that. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Great, great. And we really appreciate it. And that wraps us up today. Thank you.